thank you for listening to today's message. I am Jesse Gutierrez, pastor at Mercy Hill Church in Chula Vista. Our goal is to help you live the Christian life as God intended for you to live it. We pray that this message ministers to your life and brings you into a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. To know more about us, visit our website at www.mercyhillcv.com. God bless. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 9, he says, I have heard the cries of the people of Israel, and I have seen the way the Egyptians have made life hard for them. But Moses said to God, I am not a, verse, verse 11, but Moses said to God, I am not a great man. How can I go to the king and lead the Israelites out of Egypt? God said, I will be with you. This will be the proof that I am sending you. After you lead the people out of Egypt, all of you will worship me on this mountain. Let me just pray. Father, I come before you right now, God, and I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. I give you the glory and the honor, my God. I ask that you would just use me as a vessel for your glory, for your honor, my God. I pray that you would speak to me. Speak to us today, Father, for we give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Next verse, jump down to uh, chapter 4. In verse 10, he says this, But Moses said to the Lord, Please, Lord, I have, I have never been a skilled speaker. And even now, after talking to you, I cannot speak well. I speak slowly and can't find the best words. Then the Lord said to him, Who made a person's mouth? Or who makes someone deaf or not able to speak? Or who gives a person sight or blindness? It is I, the Lord. Now go, I will help you speak and I will teach you what to say. But Moses said, Please, Lord, send someone else. The Lord became angry with Moses and said, your, your brother Aaron from the family of Levin, Levi is a skilled speaker. He is already coming to meet you. And he will be happy when he sees you. You will speak to Aaron and tell him what to say. I will help both of you to speak and will teach you what to do. Aaron will speak to the people for you. You will tell him what God says and he will speak for you. Amen. So I want to start out by saying an old cliche, amen, is that uh, God does not call the equipped, but he equips the called, right? We've heard that over the years our, as Christians, amen. He doesn't call those who, uh, who are equipped already, but he, he equips those who he has called or has a purpose for. And so we're all here today, amen, because at some points, God got a hold of us, amen. He changed our lives. He set us in a different path, in a different direction, amen. And he, and he did something great. And so, and I started to think about even the time from when we were born, amen. God placed certain gifts in our lives, certain talents in our lives, amen. And he placed them inside of us so that when we begin to get saved, now some of those talents and gifts, they, they flourish as you grow up, but when you get saved, the talents that, were, that really make a difference in this world begin to flourish. And he be, they begin to come out. And so I begin to realize that over, what happens is over time, though, sometimes some of us have gotten a, a little comfortable. Amen. And I'm speaking about myself. Amen. Because I'm speaking about my own life and the struggles that I've had. Amen. That over time, sometimes I've gotten a little comfortable. I have gotten a little Developed habits, maybe bad or, or, or good, amen. So, some uh, uh, begin to develop habits that distract. Sometimes we develop habits that distract us. Is that just me, amen? Uh, some of us have developed habits that, that have kind of caused us to detour from what, what God has for us, amen. And so I begin to think about the term um, MO. Some of us have heard on TV, MO. The Latin word is modus operandi, which means the mode of operating. It's a police term, military term, 
Amen. Which describes someone's habit or manner of working, their method of operating or functioning. I like to watch that show ID, and it always talks about MO. ID is like always like a like a, a cop show or whatever where they where they're always looking for people who you know, do things to other people. And so their MO, amen, and how they murder somebody, how they operate and how they do it constantly the same way, amen. And so some people's MO, amen, is to run away, to quit, to complain, to be angry or even live bitter towards everything and everyone. Even some of us Christians can develop these MOs. Amen. Where we get saved, amen, and uh, we're on fire, but over time we get comfortable and, and, and things begin to take place in our lives, amen. Maybe a death happened, amen. Maybe a divorce, maybe a church split, maybe a disagreement, maybe our kids are falling away and it becomes discouraging. Whatever the case, amen, we begin to develop this idea that, well, maybe I can't be effective anymore. I'm getting a little old. You know, I look in the mirror and I see grays and I think to myself, man, maybe 20 years ago I should have been doing this. But look at me, 20 years, I'm still not doing what I think I should have been doing. And so we get this idea that maybe God can't use me. I'm too old. I'm over the hill. I'm burnt out. I've lost that fire. I haven't done anything for the Lord in a long time. And we hear these or, or feel these words in our hearts, amen, and in our minds. And so long that it gets to continue to, it begins to, to grasp and to hold on to our inabilities. Rather than get us to grab on to our abilities. Does that make sense? The title of this message is, No, Not Me. But God is saying, Yes, You. See, all the time, amen, over time as we get discouraged, a couple of years ago my brother passed away and I was really discouraged. The first few months of that, going to work, I just really didn't want to do anything or say anything or read my Bible. I didn't really want to, I was discouraged. I didn't tell, tell nobody this, but I'm telling you tonight. But I was really discouraged when my brother passed away. It was really hard in my mind. I'd go to work, I'd talk to people about the Lord whenever I could, but, but I just really didn't want to. And that's the truth. And I was discouraged. And then I began to think, well, maybe I'm just not going to be used because I don't have that fire anymore. Maybe I'm just not going to do what you're calling me to do, God, because I, really I just don't want to anymore. And so I began to get discouraged and thought that. And so I thought, well, maybe not me, God. Maybe it's somebody for these younger, you know, Eli and these guys, younger kids, you know what I mean? Maybe it's for them. Maybe it's not for me, God. And so I began to say, no, not me. And God began to remind me recently. He began to remind me, yes, you. I have called you. I have a purpose for you. I have a plan for you. And I begin to remember, amen, some of the things that God began to speak to me over 20 years ago. And, I, and, and so the title of this message is, no, not me. Yes, you. The goal today, amen, is to break the old MOs that have creeped in our hearts and in our, in our lives. That's the goal today. See, I begin to realize that in Christ I have authority, to break the strongholds of the, of the old and the past. Amen. I have to realize that I'm connected to God. I'm connected to the living king of kings. Amen. And the power that dwells inside him dwells inside me. Amen. The power that rose Jesus from the dead uh, lives inside of me. Amen. And that power gives me authority. Amen. Over the demons, over demonic, over the, over the plans of the devil in my life. Amen. Uh, and so I begin to realize that I have authority in Christ. Matthew chapter 16 says this, then Jesus asked him, Matthew chapter 16 says, then Jesus asked him, and who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you're the Christ, 
the son of the living God. Jesus answered, you're blessed, Simon, son of Jonah, because no person taught you that. My Father in heaven showed you who I am. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The things you don't allow on earth will be the things that God does not allow. And the things that you allow on earth will be the things that God allows. Authority. I remember when I first started working at my old job, amen, um, they gave me keys to the truck. I was excited, man. Here a job is giving me in charge of, of a truck with all this, it, I mean, it was a very expensive truck with all this uh, equipment inside of it. So it was my, my, you know, I was given the authority to use it, amen. So it was my responsibility to take care of it, to make sure it had oil, make sure it had water, making sure it was in good running condition, make sure that it was ready for the next job. So I had to stock whatever tools and whatever things I needed for that truck, amen. I was excited. And so just like that, I mean, I have the responsibility and the authority to preach the gospel, to cast out demons, to heal sick, to speak into situations in my own life, amen, to cast out the devil. To listen, we have authority. One thing I realized, amen, as I was studying for this message is, is I remember that I have authority to break every chain that the enemy has placed around me. I have authority to break the chain of marital problems. When the enemy comes against me and my wife, I have the authority to stand against the devil from trying to store my, restore, uh, destroy my marriage. We have, the chain, we have the ability to break the chain of addictions, break the chains of poverty, the chains of unbelief and disobedience to the word of God, to break the chains of hindrances to our blessings, to break every chain. We have the power and the authority to do so. And it dwells inside you and it dwells inside me. The Holy Spirit giving us that authority. So I started thinking, why is it today that many are turning their backs on Jesus? Because of COVID? No. No. Why is it that the biblical principles that the country was built on are being set aside and almost deemed unimportant today? Is it because of COVID? No, because today we've grown weary of waiting for Jesus' return. We've gotten complacent in our walk with Christ. We forget that we were warned, hey, I'm coming soon and my blessing is with me. We forget and we've compromised the authority given to us by God and, the devil, and that's what the devil wants. Amen. See, the last thing I want to do. And this is me. The last thing I want to do is stand before God and be embarrassed and ashamed for the things that I knew better about. Amen? We have authority. In Christ, we also have, we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through 17, he says, So I bow in prayer before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth gets its true name. I ask the Father in his great glory to give you the power to be strong inwardly through his spirit. I pray that Christ will live in your hearts by faith and that your life will be strong in love and be built on, built on love. Excuse me. Christ's love is greater than anyone can ever know, but I pray that you will be able to know that love. Then you can be filled with the fullness of God. Then you can be filled with the fullness of God, with, the God's, with God's power working in us. God can do much, much more than anything we ask or imagine. Remember what I said at the beginning, that God doesn't call the equipped, but he equips the called. 
the empowerment of the Holy Spirit doesn't just make this Christian life better. It makes this Christian life possible. I remember I was reading Acts not too long ago, and there's a story, I forgot what chapter it was, but there's a guy who's following the disciples, and they're casting out devils, and they're praying for people, if you remember, they're healing them, and he sees them, and he says, man, I want some of that. I forget his name, is Bar-Jesus or something like that? And he goes after him, and he goes, look, man, I'll, I'll give you all the money I have. Can I have that? And they're like, look, because this, you can't pay for this. And because you want to pay for it, you don't deserve it, in so many words. And so I realized, amen, this stuff ain't, we, we, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, it just makes this life possible. It's hard to come before the Lord without the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's hard to pray and seek the Lord. It's hard to speak into somebody's life, amen, without the power of Christ. It's hard to speak against the devil, the strongholds, the addictions, and the habits, to break those in the name of Jesus without the power of Jesus living inside of us. So Moses said, no, not me, Lord. We read in our text, Moses said, no, I, I can't go. Don't you see I can't even speak right? I don't walk right, I don't talk right, I don't act right. Send somebody else, God. But God said, yes, you. Because it wasn't going to be him. It wasn't going to be Moses going to the people. He said, I will be with you. See, a lot of times we, we, we get involved with things with the Lord and, and, and sometimes we're asked to do something and... Or this is just me. We've been asked to do something, and I thought, man, no way. I can't do that. No way. No, I, there's no way I could do that. There's no way, Pastor, you're going to get me to do that, man. No way. No way. I can't see myself ever doing that, man. You're crazy, Lord. You're crazy. God, there's no way. Tell Pastor to find somebody else. But God's saying, yes, you. Yes, you, because it's not you. It's me inside of you. Listen, how many people have tried to live out this life by their own limited power? I know I have, and failed. But the enemy comes, knocks us down, defeats us through guilt, through shame, through bitterness, through insecurity, through doubts, through distractions, busyness, pride, hatred, you name it. He comes and he distracts us, amen. How many of us know of someone who's destroyed their, their testimony, their families, their ministries, because at some point they begin to live out this life in their own power? It's rough. The enemy, that's what the enemy wants, to distract us. But we don't have to live in defeat, church. We can live in victory. In this life, through God's grace and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, amen, we could, be, we could have victory. Remember, God equips and empowers those who he has called to fulfill what he has called us for. So when we say, no, not me, God's saying, yes, you. Especially us. You know, I, I, look, I was thinking, I'm telling you, I, I'm getting older, and I feel I got grays, man. I, I had to shave my beard. It was just too gray. And I thought, man, I'm, I'm getting old. And I feel pains that I never felt. I'm not even getting, some of the pains aren't even going away. It takes a long time for them to go away. They hurt. And I'm just like, man, what's going on? And so I started thinking. Recently, I was even, before I got reminded and started really studying about the, 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 this message, I was like thinking, man, there's just no way, God. I can't go out and, and do this and do that. And then I get a call the other day from a friend of mine, and he, and he says, hey, bro, I was praying, and, and the Lord brought you to my, to my mind. And, and uh, I started looking up, and I looked, for, looked up your phone number, and I thought I'd give you a call, man. I'm getting involved with this thing. I want to see if you want to get involved. And so I, 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 for a second I sat, I, I was listening to him, and I was thinking, yeah, I want to go. But then the other side of me said, uh, nah, I'm cool, because then i got to commit myself. And I thought, am I really ready to do that again? Because it's been a while. And I, so I said, you know what, I'm going to go. 
And even on, I, I was this past Monday, we went, and I said, I, I forgot. I completely forgot because I just wanted, I'm not used to going and get involved with something again. And he goes, he goes, he sent me a message like at 540. I had to be there at 6. Hey, bro, this is the address, you know. And I, oh, and I told my wife, man, I forgot. You know what, I'm not going to go. I'm just going to stay home. Ah, God, God could use somebody else. And then the conviction, and I said, you know, I'm going to go. And I was glad I did. But I really had a fight. There was a struggle there. In my mind, I just didn't want to go. I just didn't want to go. But I'm glad I went. Amen. God is saying yes to you because I'll be with you. In Christ, we have the ability to make a difference. No, not me, yes, you. But you have the ability to make a difference. I have the ability to make a difference. See, here in the chapters 3 and 4, we, we read about Moses, amen, and, and he's contending with God. He's arguing with God. He's like, God, why would you send me? I'm not able. I don't have what you think I have, God. I don't have it. And he's basically telling, go, go, and God says, look, just go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. We know the story, right? Go and tell people. And so he goes and he says, you know, after contending a little bit, him and Aaron say, you know what, fine, we're going to go. And so they walk over there and, they, and he starts, you know, going back and forth with Pharaoh. And he says, look, let my people go. God's wanting. And Pharaoh says, no, I'm not going to let the people go. No way. And if you read chapters 4, 5, and 6, he starts getting angry. And he's like, you know what, as a matter of fact, make the Israelites work harder. We're not going to, they were providing them straws. They were making bricks. And they were providing them straws to make the bricks. And, and he says, you know what, take away the straw. Make them go get their own straw and make them work harder. And he says, and, and they have to keep their quota. And so here in chapter 6, you see Moses arguing with God. Contending with God. Saying, Why did you send me? Look what's happening. The people of God are upset. They're upset at Moses for going and talking to, to Pharaoh. And, and Pharaoh's putting all this work on them. And so they're completely mad at Pharaoh. So, and Moses says, they don't want to listen to him. And he says, look, they're not even going to listen to me. And now you want me to go and talk to Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go again? And he says, look, I don't see how it's going to work. If you read that story, you see Moses in his mind. I kind of put myself in that situation. And, I, and Moses is like, there's no, there's no way. I don't see how this is going to work. You ever been in a situation where you just, it just seemed impossible. It just seemed like there's just no way that this is going to work out. There's no way. I remember uh, one of the sisters, uh, Becky, she, she, she was short. We were, uh, she had called us one day and she asked for, asked for prayer. She says, yeah, I just... I don't have the money to pay my rent. I don't have my money. And we prayed and we said, Lord, just provide, right? And then we get a phone call. It was like, a, I don't remember how long, a day or two later, babe. I don't remember. But we get a phone call from Becky. She says, guess what happened? She says, I just got a check in the mail for this amount. I'm going to be able to pay. And in her mind, though, she said, there's just no way. I have no way. I, have no, no, I've, I don't have the ability to make this money. I don't know what I'm going to do. And so here Moses is saying, look, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how this is going to work. There's just no way it's going to work out. And God's saying, just go. Go and tell them what they need to do, amen. And so God tells Moses and Aaron what they need to do. So they go back. They fight. Okay, fine, we're going to go. So the next few chapters, you see uh, the plagues taking place. You see all this stuff taking place until the last, um, the final plague, amen, which is the one where the, the firstborn die from every, you know, from every family, right? And he tells the people to put the, the blood on the doorposts and whatnot. And so finally, uh, after the death of Pharaoh's firstborn, he calls in the middle of the night, the Bible says, he calls Moses and he says, look, get your people and get out of here. Just go. I don't want to deal with you no more. Just get out of here. 
So within the next chapters, amen, the process of them leaving, going through the mountains, amen, they get to the edge of the sea, amen, and they're sitting at the edge of the sea, and all of a sudden, within a few chapters, chapter 13 or 14, here Moses, uh, the Pharaoh, him and, his, and the Egyptians, and they're like, what did we do? The realization that they let go of all their laborers, and they have no way to build, and they're like, what did we do? Now, stay with me because I'm going somewhere. But he says, what did we do? And so they convince Pharaoh, and Pharaoh says, you know what, let's go get them back. So they jump on their horses, and they, and they head out, and they go to, to, to get the Israelites back. And as they get there, amen, they see them from afar off. And the Israelites, well, what would you do? You see your enemy coming, and you have nowhere to go. You're backed in a corner. You have nowhere to go. They're on the edge of the sea and the mountain behind them. There's only one way in and one way out. What would you do? They begin to freak out. They begin to think. And, and, and if you read the scriptures, they even start saying stuff like, we should have just stayed over there and died over there. We have more areas to bury our dead over there. We could have stayed there and starved over there. We could have stayed over there. And look, we were better off being slaves, complaining, than being right here where we're going to die. And they just didn't see a way out. And I like it because in chapter 14, verse 13, uh, here's Moses standing. God tells him, look, I want you to do this. And so then all of a sudden Moses turns around to the people in spite of the impossibilities that was in front of them. He turns around and he says, look, this is what he says. Don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Lord himself will fight for you today. Just stay calm. Wow. So what I begin to realize is somewhere between chapters 3, 4, and even in 6 to, to chapter 14, somewhere in there, something clicked in Moses' mind. Something clicked in his heart. It just began to make sense because when God spoke to him to do something in the midst of, a, of an impossible situation, he didn't question God. He didn't complain. He didn't argue. He didn't say, but, 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 but. He just turned around and he says, watch and see what God. There was a confidence inside him that came out of the situations of him trusting in God when he didn't know or see how it was going to work out. And so here he is, amen, at, an, at, a, at, a, at a fork in the road realizing I've got to trust in God. And so his response is just that. Watch and see. The Lord will rescue you today. So he didn't have to somewhere, he began to trust in God. And with all his understanding in his mind, it didn't make sense. Somewhere in there, he began to trust in God. That in God, he had the ability to make a difference. See, God had, God had said, I'll be with you. And at some point it clicked, amen, and he was able to, do, to be used at the right time. And church, I want to tell you, the title of this message is No, Not Me. But God is saying, yes, you. Because wherever you're at in your life, it is time that God is saying, yes, you. Because I will be with you. I haven't left you alone. I have not forgotten you. I have not abandoned you. I have been right here. He says, yes, you. Because in Christ, you and I have that ability to make a difference in someone's life. See, you might be going through something right now and, and God is saying, I want you to go and do this or I need you to go and do that. Anybody ever heard God say that? You ever been at a gas station or a, 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 at a store in line and, and, and you just felt led to, to buy somebody 
pay for somebody for something. Maybe they were struggling. I remember one time years ago, I, got, I first got saved. I was up at the trolley station. And I remember uh, being on the, on the trolley, going to work in the morning. And I remember this, as I got on, this two uh, the security officers from the trolley, they were with this lady. And she was in her purse. And she was pulling out all these tickets. But they were all old. And they were getting ready to give her a ticket. And she was just like frantic. She said, I know I bought it. I have it here. And she's looking. And whether she was lying or not, I don't know. But, but the, I just felt the, I, I've never felt that at the time. And I felt the Lord say, hey, go and pay for her ticket. So I went up to the office and said, hey, I'll pay for her ticket. It wasn't a big deal, a dollar, fifty dollar, whatever it was. But, but she was so thankful. And then she, we got off the trolley. I bought her ticket and I verified it to the trolley guys. And I remember we, we walked up. And when we walked aside, she came up to me. She gave me a hug, and, she's, and she began to cry. And she began to tell me that her husband had just passed away recently, and she didn't have no money. She didn't know what she was doing. She was on the trolley just trying to figure out what she was going to do. And she goes, and then she said, I just felt completely lost. And I just, I mean, you helped me. And I, and I couldn't believe it. And then she let me pray with her, you know, and she says, you know, I, I believe in Jesus. And, and, and I said, well, praise God. We talked about the Lord real quick, led her in a prayer, and she went on her way. But I just, it was that feeling led to do something for the Lord. Feeling led to bless her, not knowing why or not understanding how, but doing something for God. I don't understand what God is trying to do with me. See, we get into a place where we get involved with God or, 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 or God is telling us to do something and, and we're just like, why? Why, God? Why do you want me to do this? I don't understand what I'm doing. I don't understand why God has me here. I don't understand what God is trying to do with me in this part of my life. I really don't get it. But if we're like Moses and we just hold on, we just wait and trust in God and just continue to be faithful and step out in faith and, and step out in obedience, you'll see, you'll look back and at some point it'll just make sense. At some point it'll just click. Now, I know some of us have been uh, serving God for some time, amen, and we've, been seeing, see, we've seen God do great things. We've seen God do miracles and healings, and, and we've seen God just move, amen. And, uh, and we're like, well, well, God, it's been a long time. Maybe I can't be used. This is me. I'm in the mirror sometimes thinking, God, I think I missed my opportunity. I think I missed my opportunity, God. I remember you spoke to me. But I was much younger then, God. I was much younger. I had more energy. I was able to do more. I'm probably past that, Lord. I'm here to remind you that God still wants to use you. Amen. You and I, yes. You and I have the ability to make a difference even today. It doesn't matter how long you've been serving the Lord. It doesn't matter how long you've been in your comfort zone. It doesn't matter how long you've been saying no to God. It doesn't matter. Moses said no quite a few times. Arguing with God, with the king of kings. He didn't realize who he was connected to, but at some point it transitioned to trusting in God. At some point it just made sense. In spite of whatever might be happening in the future at that moment, he realized that God was with him. And that he was calling him. And that God was going to use him to make a difference. So I want to encourage you, amen, to continue to fight. Continue to fight. Realize, amen, that, that you have authority in Christ. God has given you that authority, amen. God has uh, play, empowered you by the Holy Spirit, amen. 
God is, uh, he's, and he's giving you the ability to make a difference. Does that make sense? So I want to encourage you to fight because God has called us to fight. I want to encourage you to keep pushing through, to continue to not quit, to not give up, and guard your heart. Keep going. Trusting in Jesus for our provisions, pressing on, trusting in God, stepping out in faith. Even when we don't get it, don't see it, don't understand it, because we're called to make a difference. You know that story, uh, uh, Facing the Giants? Amen. Famous story. If you haven't seen it, it's a great movie. Amen. But uh, there's, a, there's a clip, amen, where the coach tells him. I kind of wanted to show the clip, but it's kind of long. But uh, the clip is showing the kid. The coach says, look, I want you to go and I want you to get this and I want you to do a crawl. And I want you to go 20 or 30 yards, he tells him. But I want you to do it blindfolded and I want you to do it with somebody on your back. And so he tells the kid, he goes, okay, begin. And the kid starts crawling and he's like, am I almost there? He goes, just keep going. Just keep going. And he says, am I almost there? He goes, keep going. I don't care. Just keep going. And he's going 20, 30, 40, 50. And, and the coach saying, just keep going. He goes, but I'm tired. It hurts. I want to stop. And the coach says, just keep going. Just keep going. And he goes, come on. You're almost there. You're almost there. And he's pushing him. And he's pushing him. Come on. Just keep going. Keep going. And he's complaining the whole time. And then finally he gets into the end zone. He goes, okay, you're done. Now look at where you're at. He says, you're in the end zone. And he goes, you just crawled 100 yards with a 150, 160-pound boy on your back, blindfolded. He looked at him and he says, don't tell me you can't do something that I know you could do. And that's just like God in our lives, amen. God's saying, look, don't tell me what you can't do because I place what's inside of you. I'm inside of you. I know what you could do. Just keep going. Don't quit. Keep going. Don't quit. Hallelujah. See, until we're pushed, amen, we don't realize, you know, the Bible says that, uh, Bible teaches that gold is purified in fire. And until we're pushed to our limits, man, we don't realize that we're being purified through the struggles, through the hardships, through the frustrations, through the difficulties, amen. We're being purified, amen, like gold. So I want to encourage you today, amen, that that in our minds, our hearts, our lives, amen, we might, we might say, no, not me. My time has passed, or I'm not ready, or I can't do that. I don't have the ability. I don't have the wisdom. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the education. I don't have the experience. Through all that, you might say, no, not me. But God is saying, yes, you. Yes, you. So the next time you feel discouraged and say, I don't want to, I'm not going to do that. That's not me. Remember, God said, yes, you. Because it's me inside of you. Amen. Let's all bow our heads. Father, we just come before you today. We thank you for this opportunity. We give you praise and glory, God. Lord, we just ask that, Lord, you would just continually encourage us, my God, to continue to press forward, to not give up, to not quit, my God, but to realize that we're connected to the King of Kings. My God, Lord, you know where we've been. You know what we've gone through, Lord. You know all our weaks, our faults, and our failures, God. But in spite of all that, God, you still love us. And we know that there's a purpose in our lives, my God. And we give you the glory for that purpose. And so I just want to take an opportunity, amen, for anybody who's listening, amen, that if you don't know Jesus and you'd like to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, he will indwell you, he will live inside you, and he will be the strength that you need when you don't have any. I want to give you an opportunity to ask him to come into your life. Right where you're at, just say, Lord, 
come into my life. I make you the Lord of my life. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Help me to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen.